win. Perfect. Flawless victory. I'm Bed Ross. And I'm Shoot Kapow. And you're listening to Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. gamers welcome to another episode of very good music a vgm podcast we are here with our victory themes episode after our rival battle we want a good theme to cheer us up all right well i am excited about this topic i was not at all prepared for it when you announced it even though you were completely prepared for it (laughs) as you mentioned on the last episode but i found some pretty good and um fairly diverse stuff here so Why don't you tell us a little bit about that intro track? I actually think that a lot of our listeners think they know what it is. And yet... That was the Victory Over Coolex theme from Super Mario RPG, which is literally just the Final Fantasy Victory theme. (laughs) Because Square can do that. And while most of Super Mario RPG was composed by who? Nobuo Uematsu. There we go. That's who composed the Victory Over Kulex theme, but who composed most of Super Mario RPG? Yoko Shimomura! Yeah, there you go. Now you're actually listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Both definitely stalwarts in the video game music industry. We all need some Uematsu in our lives. Yes, and a little Shimomura never hurts either. And who was the third composer on Super Mario RPG? This is not a hard question if you think about it. Kondo? Yes, Koji Kondo, yeah. because some of the themes are actually just reused from his compositions. Super Mario RPG is an excellent, excellent game. I love it so much, and you really need to play it. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Maybe I'll play that after I beat Mother 3, which I'm actually on Chapter 7 of at the moment. We actually own it on the Wii, the Wii U, and the SNES Classic, so there's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, um, so shoot Kapow, what have you been up to this week? What have you been playing? Any- Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Yeah, yeah, and Minecraft. I started a new Minecraft playthrough, and I'm actually going to beat this one. I started it in the new Snapshot 1.16, and there's some cool new ores and, well, ore singular. It's ancient debris, and it can be used to craft new ingots, and you can combine those in a smithing table with diamond armor and make it netherite armor, and you can do the same with the tools, and it's, it's, it's just really cool. Okay, how do you beat Minecraft? You beat the Ender Dragon. That's the way to oh, canonically yeah. like beat it. But gotcha. to one hundred percent it, you need to get all the advancements, gotcha. which used to be called achievements, and I still call them achievements sometimes. Because you're old school, even though you're fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> old school, okay. kind of. Well, uh, the players on... who started in one point eight can kind of call themselves old school, but not really because they never played the alpha or beta. <laughs> all right, and in Hollow Knight, you got all of the badges. 
and something else. Well, today I found out that I only got half of the grubs, and that's what the grub friend achievement is. Oh. But I'm pretty sure I got all of the maps, except for the hive, which I'm not exactly sure where it is. Oh, gotcha. So wait, did you get all the badges? Uh, oh no, the, it was all the, the maps. The charms, okay. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, I still need to get, like, ten or so of the charms. I really need to start playing that game again. I, uh, I did beat Mega Man, the original, this Ooh. week. Uh, last week, I finally got back in and finished uh, Plague of Shadows from Shovel Knight because Ooh. I really want to start the King Knight campaign. And yet, I didn't even play Pokemon Shield this week, which <laughs> I had gotten into playing with you and Lemon Boy. And I only played that like for one session. I really need to continue doing that. <laughs> and I got haven't gotten back into Hollow Knight in like three weeks. But you know what? When video games become something you just put on your like to-do list and not something you do for fun, you're getting too into it. So just <laughs> sit back and relax and enjoy what you're playing now. That's your advice for the episode. But we are going to go ahead and get into my next track. Uh, we've had a lot of Mario so far. I'm sure you all recognize those uh, those intro sounds as well as coming from Super Mario Bros. and Mario RPG. Now we're going to go to Dr. Mario, the only game that your mom will play with me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Versus Victory theme. Dr. Mario was composed by Hirokazu Hip Tanaka, one of my favorite composers. This game was published by Nintendo in 1990 for the NES. That was a jaunty little tune, wasn't it? Yes, it's a very hip Tanaka, <laughs> a very hot, very hip Tanaka song. <laughs> Man, this this brings back so many memories. I've heard this so many times because, I mean, it plays every time you finish a versus battle, regardless of whether you win or lose, because somebody won. I like to say that I won Imagine this more Dr. times. Mario 99. Oh, Dr. Mario 99 would be amazing. Uh, now you put that in my head. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the actu Actually, the Dr. Mario remixes in Dr. Mario World for mobile, is um, they're pretty cool. Uh, your mom downloaded the free version of that, but hasn't really played it much. She doesn't really like the style of it as much as the original Dr. Mario. I like to say that I beat her more often than she beat me, but probably if we went back and tallied every game we've ever played, I wouldn't like the result. So, <laughs> But yeah, so you started off with an RPG theme, which is kind of where I thought I was going to go for most of the playlist, and I definitely do have some of that on here. But my first few themes are... I have almost all RPG themes except two. <laughs> well, my first few themes are pretty far away from that. But before we get to my next track, we have to get to your next track. I have Victory from Persona 5, released in 2016 for the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 by Atlas and composed by Shoji Maguro. Thank you. 
that was Victory from Persona 5. Oh, the song from Smash Bros. No. <laughs> I mean, that's what I know it from. <laughs> it's yeah. very recognizable because you beat me as Joker a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it first came out. Yep. Yeah, I, I, Joker's in my top ten. It's maybe like number six or seven, uh, along with Bukario. Well, I, I really love in Smash Flash 2. They did a really good job with him. Yeah. Well, I say that like I know what you're talking about, but <laughs> I haven't seen much of Smash Flash 2. But I was actually referring back to when you were talking about uh, Joker. Um, he was definitely one of your mains when he first came out. I still am no good with him at all. <laughs> well, that was a lot of fun. We're finding out that a lot of these victory tracks are fairly short. Some of the songs that we play have two or three minute loops, or when they're from The Witcher, like four minute loops. <laughs> But I guess that is kind of to be expected tonight, but that means we get to have more musical goodness for you listeners. I have a very different kind of theme coming up next. This is about the farthest that it gets from an RPG, and it's it may be some of the most unique music that we have tonight. Ooh. It also brings me back to something that one of our listeners commented about after we did episode two, where we talked about games that we haven't played, and I mentioned about not letting you play mature games or some such. I do want to make sure to be very clear that when I talk about rules that we have, like with cursing and with playing M-rated games and stuff like that, with Shukapow and the rest of our kids, that is not me like trying to put any sort of like moral framework out there for any other gaming parents or gaming dads. It's simply a reflection of what my wife and I have decided to do. And I do think that there are some M-rated games that would probably be fine for my son to play. The next game that we have is actually one of those because all of the gore and guts and goopy bits are in pixels and I don't think that they're going to trigger him in any way. But uh, my wife and I decided early on that uh, typically, unless we could reason it out, we were going to go with the more conservative rule between the two of us and then just do our best to talk to our kids when they decide that they're getting too old for that stuff. And I think we do a pretty good job of that. Too old? Too e when they're getting old enough. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. I'm too old for that kind of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> speaking no, of not. being too old, uh, man, I was probably about your age, actually, when I first played this game. But I'm going to stop teasing you guys. We're going to be hearing Intermission from Doom, Ooh. the mission victory music for the original Doom, back on the PC in 1993, published by List and developed, of course, by id Software. This was composed by Robert Prince, and once again, this track is called Intermission from Doom. Hey, uh... You just totally ruined my epic closeout. Yeah, but... <laughs> but you said that the shooter... Uh, you said this is probably the farthest thing from an RPG. What about sports games? I mean, technically, in sports games, you're trying to compete. You have matches. You're trying to, like, improve yourself, build your level, so to speak. Yeah, but that's so kind that of what you can... do in some shooters, too. Well, yeah, okay. You're right. I guess sports games are also pretty far from RPGs. You know what? It's all relative. You can make an argument that any genre is fairly similar or fairly different from any other genre. I mean, Punch-Out! has often been called a puzzle game. <laughs> so, you know. Anywho, once again, intermission from Doom.
And as half of the comments on the YouTube video said, if Doomguy is in Smash, this is his victory theme. <laughs> yep. So whenever you would get to this screen at the end of a mission, um, in blood red letters accompanied by machine gun sound effects, it would start typing out uh, kill percent, and it would tell you how many of the enemies you killed. And then, uh, like, item percent or whatever, and then it would tell you how many items you got. And then secret percent. And that is what would keep you going back and replaying levels over and over and over, so you could find every secret. And this was back before the internet, 1993. You had to, like, exchange stories on the playground for how to figure out how to... The playground. At lunch or whatever, because this was middle school for me. Uh, you had to exchange stories for, like, how to find different things in Doom, and then you had to try to remember those when you got home and got back in. This is also the first game I played online with a friend via dial-up modem. That was fun. <laughs> One of these days you will play this. It's actually on a pretty steep stale, steep sale stale. <laughs> on the Switch eShop right now. It may not be by the time this episode posts, but it is as we record a few weeks before that. So, what did you think? Uh, this was pretty good. It actually kind of sounds like an intense battle theme, but... It does actually, I think, reprise as a level theme at some point in the game. Um, hmm. On one of the later levels, that gets pretty intense. But yeah, it's interesting for a U1 theme, because it does sound like, like an intense pitched battle. Yeah. What's funny is that actually a couple of the themes for like the big bosses in this game start out much more ambient and creepy, and eventually they do kind of get to rocking, but this one is just like rock out from the very beginning. Super good. I like it a lot. Yep. Who did you say composed this? That was composed by Robert or Bobby Prince. Ooh. Yep. Western composer. One of the first ones on the show. What do you have to follow up my intermission from Doom? Well, I have another sort of a shooter game, but it's also a side-scrolling game. From the NES, I have Weapon Get from Mega Man 3. Yes! Released in 1990 and composed by Yasuaki Fujita and Harumi Fujita, no relation. And I'm pretty sure that Bun Bun, or Yasuaki Fujita, actually yeah. composed this particular piece. Yeah. Um, and this was... Made by Capcom, posted by Nintendo on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Master, you, you get, get a weapon. weapon. <laughs> oh, oh that's one of my favorite things from any Mega Man ever. It's so good. I remember playing a Mega Man 3 emulator on this computer right here and uh, beating my first Robot Master. I think it was Magnet Man or was maybe also Gemini my first Man. Robot Master. Might have been Gemini Man. Gemini I'm pretty sure it was Gemini Man. It's Gemini Man. It's Gemini Man. <laughs> I just remember hearing this theme and just sitting there for five straight minutes, just listening to it. It's so good. I think I'd even played it for you before and like warned you about it. But yeah, when you hear it in game with with Mega Man like coming down, like it's so cool, and then yeah. he like, moves to the side and he changes color when he gets that weapon. Uh, Magnet Missile is actually a pretty useful weapon. 
Shadow Blade's better, though. Shadow Blade is probably the metal blade of that game. Then so, I gave up after four Robot Masters because I tried Hard Man Stage. <laughs> hard Man Stage is hard. Yeah, and the boss is too because he takes a thousand hits to kill. Well, I think if you use Magnet Missile, he's a little bit easier. Maybe. Um, but I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I played that game. I actually have some real nostalgia goggles for that game. I am currently playing through the Mega Man games with my buddy Dan Lawton from the VGM podcasting community, and he's a much better player than I am, <laughs> so it's not really a contest, we're just like playing through them together. And he beat Mega Man in January, Mega Man 2 in February, and so now he's practicing Mega Man 3. I have only beaten Mega Man because I don't have any follow-through, but I'm going to be starting Mega Man 2 soon, um, and from watching some of his playthrough, it is not exaggerated how tightly designed of a game Mega Man 2 is. It really, really is a great game. And I watched him play through part of Mega Man 3 the other night, thinking, oh, this is my favorite Mega Man game, it's going to be awesome. And, yeah, that, that game is a little bit of a hot mess, especially with the <laughs> enemy placements. Yes. It's, it's Yes, very much so. It's crazy. Like, I don't even know how. Um, Dan gets good really fast when he plays through games, so I think watching some of his later playthroughs are probably going to help me when I start to play it again. But I think this might be the rant for the episode. Maybe. But I still say that Mega Man 3's music is superior to Mega Man yes. 2's. Yeah, in, in most it, cases, it, it, yes. We'll have to put that to the test on a later show. Mega Man 2 is more iconic, Mega Man 3 has most of the better actual music pieces. So I think Mega Man 2 is a greatly made game. You have the eight robot masters, then the four Wily stages, then the boss rush. I'm pretty sure it was four Wily stages, and then the boss rush, right? It's been too long for me. I think I'll it was. I'll take your word for it. Then you beat Dr. Wily's first and second forms, then you go through the room and beat up the alien thing. Yeah, and then that's the game. But I feel like Mega Man 3 was needlessly extended, and because <laughs> there's the eight robot masters, then you have to beat their four of their stages again the with Doc all robots. of the Mega Man 2 Doc Robot upgrade things. Then you have to beat Breakman. Then you have to go through Wily's Castle and do the boss rush again. And it's just so much. Yeah, I think that a lot of people probably agree with you. I know Dan does for sure. We will definitely get back into Mega Man at a later time. Yeah, but we're not going to go too far from his turf, because my next game is Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Ooh. This is the victory theme, composed by Hideyuki Fukasawa, published by Capcom in 2011, originally for the arcade.
man, I don't know. I'm ready to get up and do some aerobics to that. That was that was kicker. We fit. <laughs> yep, yep. Man, if we fit had been filled with music like this, I would weigh like 140 pounds right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we fit had some legitimately good stuff in it. I actually did Especially lose the obstacle course theme. I actually did lose 20 pounds with Wii Fit when we first got it. Uh, I have since put it on and more, but it did work if you stuck to it. I think it was because it encouraged you to like check in every day and wait. But we're not talking about fitness games today. We are talking about victory themes. Oh, I want Wii Fit. <laughs> Although I guess losing 20 pounds is kind of a victory. <laughs> if a short-lived one. <laughs> Alright, now I need some Oreos. Okay, um, but yeah, what'd you think? Um, it was kind of like Doom, but a bit more tame. I don't know about tame. It's a kind of a different genre. So Doom was metal, and this was like straight up rock. Like this was um with the guitars. Like this was there wasn't as much distortion on the guitars. You noticed the Doom was like a like a dirty distortion. That's that's more of a metal sound. Um, but yeah, this is this is much more rock. Uh, better people than I could tell you what kind of rock, but I just know it's rock. <laughs> Anywho, um, man, so this has been kind of hard rocking. What have you got to follow that up with? Alright, I have the victory theme, Strike Your Mind, from Star Ocean The Second Story, released in 1991 by Square for the PlayStation 3 and composed by the man Motoi Sakuraba. Motoi Sakuraba. We just can't get away from Sakuraba. <laughs> so, what is Star Ocean like? Well... If you had to compare it to another RPG. It's very much like Tales of Fantasia. Okay. Well, I mean, Matoi Sakuraba was involved in both. Were they both Namco? Uh, oh, wait, I think you just, just said that. Just, just Tales of Fantasia was Namco. This was Square. Square, oh. It was like Square's version of the Tales series. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I know very, very little about the Star Ocean the series. The healing items are similar. So, so this yeah, was this... Star Ocean 3, you said? 2. Star Ocean 2 for the PS3. And what's the name of the song again? Strike Your Mind. already over yeah i wanted more of that that was good <laughs> yeah sakuraba <laughs> yep All and right. as i'm looking at the sort of thing they have on the music things on youtube there's actually 11 pretty diverse looking characters here yeah i'm excited to play this game yeah square is pretty well known for making some games that have large casts of diverse characters and uh, then there's chrono trigger over here with like seven i mean it's more than earthbound <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, of course, Earthbound was Nintendo at PAL, but... Um, it was the best one. It was the best Chrono Trigger character. Chrono Cross had a pretty wide and diverse cast of characters. Um, famously, Final Fantasy VI has a pretty big cast of characters as well. Possibly the rival to Chrono Trigger for best RPG of our time. I mean, best JRPG of all time. Not of our time, because that was like 25 years ago. But, okay, well, that was quick. Which is fine, because that means I get to go to my next game. Which I think you're going to be pretty excited about. The name of this song is Mission Reward. It has lots of composers. Let me see if I can get through this. Arata Iyoshi, 
Hideki Sakamoto, Kaisuke Ito, Ryoma Nakamura, and Kinichi Saito. This was published for the DS in 2007 by Nintendo and the Pokemon Company, and it is from Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Explorers of Time and Explorers of Darkness. Once again, the song is Mission Reward. So that was a Pokemon spin-off game, but it sounds a lot like classic Pokemon. Yep. You actually asked me if who composed this? Um, uh, Mitsuda or Ichinos. Oh, gotcha. Junichi Mitsuda. At first, when you just said Mitsuda, I thought you meant Yasunori Mitsuda. Oh, I was like, no, gosh, he's not the Pokemon wait. guy. Oh, man. <laughs> Junichi Mazuda. Yes. Mazuda, not Mitsuda. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so used, so used to saying Mitsuda, and it's literally right here. <laughs> but yeah, none of these guys are the regular Pokemon composers, but this sounds pretty dadgum Pokemon. It's so light and bubbly and the opposite of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was fun. What do you got to say about it? It's very, um, yeah, like you said, it's pretty Pokemon-like and bubbly, and I really want to get the either Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Deluxe or Blue Deluxe. Oh, the ones that just came out. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Red, actually. And I want to get them because of a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon-based manga that I actually have in my room at this very moment. <laughs> I've heard good things about the Mystery Dungeon games. I haven't heard great things from Mystery Dungeon fans about this remake, but I kind of feel like if you haven't played any of the Mystery Dungeon games before, those things won't bother you, <laughs> from what I've heard. I mean, we have the demo already downloaded on the Switch, <laughs> so like you could go play it tomorrow and yeah. see if you want to buy it. Or okay. I could just go play some more Tales of Symphonia, which I haven't played in a few weeks. You're playing a lot of games right now. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. I have Mother 3 open on here, Star Ocean, Galaxy 2, which I'm going to... After I do that, I'm going to do Okami? Wasn't yeah, that Okami. Yeah, and then maybe Mario Galaxy 1. Okay. okay. And then there's uh, Symphonia. After I play that, I'm going to play Dawn of the New World. And then if we have it, if we have Tales of Asperia Deluxe Edition after that, then I'm going to play that. Oh, yeah, I'm also in the middle of Hollow Knight also... and Pokemon Shield, and I'm going to start... Uh, both of us are going to start uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses soon, because <laughs> I kind of, you know... Uh... Yep. That's also available for Switch, uh, Tales of Vesperia. Yeah, I wanted to start Fire Emblem Three Houses with you, so that we could play through it together, but 
I have been super busy with this podcast. <laughs> uh, since we last recorded on episode three, I actually have gone back and posted episode one up on YouTube, and that was on February 29th, and it's going to be posting every two weeks after that. So yeah, every two weeks from here on out, and we've got some really fun stuff coming down the pipeline for you. <laughs> But what do we have coming down the pipeline next on this episode? I have more Pokemon, this time actually composed by Junichi Masuda. And go eat your nose? Oh, go eat your nose, say. Alright, this uh, is the Gym Leader Victory theme from Pokemon Black and White, nice. released in 2010 by Nintendo and Game Freak for the DS. said that was the most internally diverse Pokemon Victory theme, and uh, yep, you were not wrong. I don't know much about Pokemon Victory themes, but that track definitely went some places. That yeah, was really cool. It starts off with a classic sort of Pokemon Victory theme type thing, but then it goes into that intense sort of, yeah, it goes places. <laughs> and while we were listening, you actually made a really good point that's kind of pertinent to this episode. Do you remember what you said? Yeah, most people don't hear that actual second part of the track because, you know, they... They want to get their gym badge. Yeah, they don't listen long enough, <laughs> which I think is probably common for a lot of victory themes, and it makes me excited that we're doing this episode, because I do feel like there's a lot of people that don't just sit and listen for five minutes like you did to the Mega Man 3 theme, <laughs> which you actually don't have to sit and listen to that long. It's just that awesome. But it's great. <laughs> but speaking of very short themes, uh, I actually got a lot of good feedback from the listener lightning round. <laughs> that we did last time, which is what I'm officially going to start calling this segment. I don't know that we're going to do it. Well, in fact, I know that we're not going to do it on every single episode, but I do like the idea of doing it on these themed episodes because it's super good. The music, I mean, that our friends recommended. So I'm going to break this one up into two parts because we got a lot of submissions for it, mm -hmm. and each part is going to have four different songs. For this Listener Lightning Round, the first song we are going to play is from Formula One World Championship Beyond the Limit. The song is Mirage. This game was composed by Jun Sinoue, Masafumi Ogata, Sachio Ogawa, Yoshiaki Kashima, Junko Shiratsu, Yayoi Wachi, Haruyo Oguro, Yoshimasa Inoue, and Mitoku Inoue. It was published by Sega in 1994 for the Sega CD or Mega CD, and this was submitted by Mega VGM podcast fan Electric Boogaloo. 
next, submitted to us by Derek from the VGM Lounge, who also happens to love the Tales series quite a bit. Ooh. He actually recommended from what may be his favorite game. I know he's talked about it on his show before. Final Fantasy Tactics. This is Battle's End by Hitoshi Sakimoto who I'm sure we'll hear from again, and also Masaharu Iwata, published by Squaresoft in 1997 for the PlayStation. This is definitely not something you would expect from a Final Fantasy victory theme. And next from Battle Chasers Night War. This one actually was a little bit tough for me to find. We're going to play for you the Battle Fanfare intro and loop. This was composed by Airship Syndicate, which is composed of Clark Powell and Jesper Hyde, famed Western BGM composers, both of them. This was published by THQ Nordic and developed by Airship Syndicate in 2017 for multiple platforms. This was recommended to us by fellow BG Mania listener Techie Geek, and shout out to Mike from XVGM Radio for helping me to find these tracks, because I would not have found them without him. Here you go. Once again, this is Battle Chasers Night War. And finally, from the man himself, Alex, the messenger, messenger. Yeah. From Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards. This is Minigame Victory, composed by Jun Ishikawa and Hirokazu Ando, published by Nintendo and HAL Laboratory in 2000 for the Nintendo 64. was the Listener Lightning Round, Part 1. So, did you have a favorite from those four? Not really. They were all pretty good. I think they were all very good, and that's why I played them on very good music. Because what is our number one rule, Shukapow? Everything is very good music. <laughs> um, okay, uh... So, for my next track... I actually had a really, really long list of tracks for this episode when I was just listening through and trying to pick stuff. And while I was weeding things down, I settled on this track mostly because of the name. The name of this track is You Won't Be Able to Kill Me Just Like That, complete with exclamation mark. Ooh. This is from the game Grandia 2, composed by Noriyuki Iwadare, who I told you we'd be hearing from more on this show. This was published by Game Arts, Enix, and Ubisoft in various territories back in 2000 for the Dreamcast, PS2, and PC. And once again, I have to say it. You won't be able to kill me just like that, exclamation mark.
pa 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 da pa 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 da pow. Ah, good stuff. All right. Well, that was a was a jazzy piece of business right there. What you think of those trumpets? Persona. That that does have kind of that persona swing jazz feel to it. Man, that was a really good track. And another pretty short one. Um, I kind of was wanting more. <laughs> At the end, I thought it was going to start the loop over again, but nope, it just finished with that, that stinger. Man, that was good stuff. We're going to have to do a Noriyuki Iwadari focus sometime. That's good stuff, though, man. What good stuff do you have for us next on the playlist? All right, this is actually Ness and Lucas's victory theme from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, followed by the results theme from the same game. Okay. The results theme was composed by Hideki Sakamoto, yep. and the game itself was released in 2018 for the Switch, and it was made by Nintendo and Bandai Namco. And Ness and Lucas's victory theme was composed by Hiptonaka. Lucas got struck by lightning. Something awoke inside Lucas. Okay. You just get struck by lightning, and then you're like, hey, I can make people cry now. <laughs> that was fun. Not not very not very long. Um, that what what was that victory theme? I'm trying to place it. <laughs> not that part. The the actual like Ness and Lucas theme. <laughs> oh, it's from the sounds the soundstone the eight melodies. Yeah. Cool, so it was Hiptanaka. I was all ready to, like, correct you and say, no, that was actually Shogo Sakai, because that's Mother <laughs> 3. But, no, yeah, Hiptanaka from... W- weren't those, like, the eight melodies? Weren't they actually in the original Mother? Yeah. Okay. I love that little theme. That's one of my favorite, like, short video game themes, is the eight melodies theme. That was cool. Who did you say composed the results theme? Um, it was Hideki Sakamoto. Yeah, Hideki Sakamoto composed, I think, all the original stuff from Smash Ultimate. That results theme sounds... Is that not the same results theme that's been in all the Smashes? I don't actually remember who composed the original Smash Bros. stuff. And I should remember, because there were big names on all of them. Actually, do you remember who composed the Brawl main theme? Uh, Uematsu... Yes! Good job! Good job. You win. Victory. Alright, so, next, I have a game... Composed by Yasunori Nishiki. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Octopath Traveler. It was on the Supermercado Rose 2. The Victory Fanfare. Published by Square Enix in 2018 for the Switch and PC. I don't think think you're going to be disappointed or sad after you hear this song.
yet another pretty short theme, <laughs> Yasunori Nishiki. There is something about the name Yasunori, because this game uh, was Yasunori Nishiki's first major game release, Chrono Trigger was Yasunori Matsuda's first major game release, and uh, Lufia was Yasunori Sawano's first major game release. All three very good soundtracks that I think would, would you know deserve some diving into. I don't know if we'll ever do a Chrono Trigger episode. What do you think? Mm. <laughs> All right. So what did Season you think of that? Um, yeah, it was pretty good. I keep saying pretty good. So this is the songs that I'm bringing to very good music. <laughs> do you mm. think Do you think this would count or qualify as very good? Yes. Why? Because it's very good music, in my opinion. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're such a teenager. You know, if you put that on an essay, your teacher is not going to be happy with you. <laughs> well, this is a podcast. I'm talking like... Yeah, I guess nobody's going to grade you for this. I write better than I talk. Except for the people on iTunes, who are eventually going to give us ratings when we get on iTunes. And they can like us on YouTube and subscribe and ring that bell to be notified when we release our next video. Dab. <laughs> I don't dab. I'm 37. <laughs> All right. I don't dab. I dad. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, 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 just, just play the next song. What's it? What's it gonna be? Mitsuda. Ah, Mitsuda. What you wish I had said after I said Yasunori. <laughs> yeah. Even though I think they are both very good composers, I'm yeah. really interested in seeing what Yasunori Nishiki brings to the table. But why don't you bring us some Mitsudas to the table? I think I know where you're gonna go with this. All right. This is Fanfare One from Chrono Trigger released in 1995 by Square for the SNES. And this was also used as Luca's theme, but it is the Johnny race victory, so yeah, it's it's still a victory theme. This was used as Luca's theme in Chrono Trigger? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Let's hear it. And that second track that you just heard was Victory, A Gift of Spring, also called Victory, Summer's Cry, also composed by Yasunori Mitsuda, also alternately called Luca's Theme, but this time from Chrono Cross, also published by Square a few years later for the PS2. We've already played something from it before, so... Yeah, that's really funny that that was my next track. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked the uh, the rendition, though. I mean, yeah, obviously, for me, I usually just play them in random order. <laughs> yeah, obviously, the Chrono Trigger one is, uh, you know, it kind of hits me in the feels. But this one, this one is a really good piece of music. Sorry, very good piece of music. Mm -hmm. So you said in Chrono Trigger, it was the victory over Johnny theme, fanfare one. Yeah, uh, in twenty three thousand A.D., I think it was. You um, get in a jet bike and race this robot guy across a junkyard, and you have to beat him to and get it. It looks the other a side. lot like F Zero. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs>
And this plays whenever you win the race. But it's also Luca's theme? Yeah, it's also Luca's theme. So it first plays, like, during a Luca moment. Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, I don't know much about Chrono Cross, because I kind of intentionally haven't spoiled myself on it, since I do want to play it someday. But uh, Luca, I believe, is the only character from Chrono Trigger who is in Chrono Cross. And so I guess maybe this plays during one of her moments, but it apparently is also a battle victory theme. I just kind of skipped to my last track, which means now we get to go to your last track again. For the first time this episode, but (laughs) yeah. Just go ahead. All right. This is Won the Battle from Tales of Symphonia, released in 2003 by Namco for the GameCube and PlayStation 2, and composed by, again, Motoi Sakuraba. Won the battle, Tales of Symphonia. It's such a catchy tune, and I just love it so much, like pretty much every other song on this soundtrack. Yeah, that's that's a really, really good tune. I remembered what I was going to tell you earlier in the middle of that song when I kept racking my brain to try to remember it. So another of my buddies from the, the BG Embassy, Ryan, actually sent me a picture because we were talking about how Tales is your favorite series. He has every game. Physically. And he just, he just laid them out on the floor and uh, took a picture of them. What? I'll have to show it to you tomorrow. Uh, I told him you would be out of your mind jealous of that. I only have Tales of Symphonia and Tales of Symphonia too. Like, I don't even... I don't know. Well, you have Fantasia on a mod. Well, it's not a mod. It's an emulator. But, oh, yeah. And then, uh, I, and then I want Tales of the Abyss and Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. Yeah, um, I told them all that you wanted them to localize all the Tales games so that they would localize Tales Versus. Yeah. And then I showed you some footage of Tales Versus, and you were like, okay, I just want them to localize all the games because all the games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'll have to show you that that picture next time uh, we record. But <laughs> uh, that was exactly the reaction I was looking for. So that is going to lead us to my last track. But before we get there, we have one more. Listener Lightning Round. So, this time, Shukapow is going to tell us about the four songs we're listening to. Take it away, Shukapow. Alright, our first one is from Final Fantasy XIII, the battle results theme, requested by Middle Gray, and composed by Masashi Hama- Hamauzu. That's a hard Hamauzu. <laughs> by uh, Released by Square Enix for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in 2009. And Middle Gray is 
formerly of the Bard's Barter podcast, hopefully coming back again, because they only did five episodes, but they were five really, really good episodes, and he also streams on Twitch as Middle Grey, from what the podcasts told me, so you guys should totally check him out, because he's a pretty cool dude, but here's the song. Next up we have, submitted by Neverender, this is the match over theme from Tecmo Super Bowl, composed by Keiji Yamagishi, released by Tecmo for the NES in 1991. You know, I never actually played this game. It is on the NES Classic, and I have been told you don't have to know anything at all about football to have a lot of fun with this game, which mm-hmm. I think is the hallmark of a good sports game. I you did play some buttons. sports games. Yeah, I did play some sports games back in the day, and uh, especially baseball games, but a couple of basketball games too. And I told you who Neverender is. You know him personally. Mm-hmm. He recently beat you at Smash. <laughs> <laughs> and um, hey, thank you. One of my best friends, uh, really, really, really great dude who we are fortunate to know. Uh, but here is his song. one was submitted by Dan... Dan Lawton, the guy I was talking about earlier who was playing Mega Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. And this is from No More Heroes. It's Righteous, Triumphant, etc. And this game was published by Ubisoft in North America and composed by Masafumi Takada and Jun Fukuda. And it was released in 2007 for the Wii. up we have Grandia Victory submitted by Utopia Nemo and this was published by Ubisoft in Europe NCEA and Gung Ho Online also in Europe but in North America as well 
It was composed by Noriyuki Iwadare. And it was released in 1997 for the Sega Saturn, 1999 for the PlayStation, 2019 for the Nintendo Switch, and 2019 for Windows. And I think that description is going to be longer than the clip we're going to play. Yes. great bunch of tracks yep i actually had a favorite this time it was the grandia (laughs) one all right yeah and we played so much music since then that i don't remember how similar it is to the one from grandia 2 even though it was the same composer i think out of the whole night i really thought it was going to be the tecmo super bowl theme not just because never ender is one of my best friends but i think at the end i'm gonna have to give it a tie between tecmo super bowl and that righteous triumphant theme from no more heroes that was amazing stuff well done dan Now is the time for the end of the show. Before we go, we actually have a place for you to come and comment on the show. You can find us on YouTube at VGM Very Good Music. If you search VGM Very Good Music Podcast on YouTube, you should find us pretty easily. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, ring the bell, give us a comment, share the link. That really helps uh, get the word out about the new show. And to all of our friends who already listen to a lot of great VGM podcasts or run a lot of great VGM podcasts, who have taken time out of their busy schedules to listen, we really appreciate you. Uh, I get a chance to listen to a lot of great podcasts because I have a really long commute. A lot of other folks have to kind of pick and choose, so it really means a lot that you're devoting so much of your time to listening to our little show. And yeah, so thanks. You can also email us at verygoodmusicvgm at gmail.com. If you would like to send uh, suggestions or submissions and you want to keep them a surprise for all the other fans. And what do we have for our listeners next week? We've decided to bring my sister onto the show, and she prefers to go by the name of Desklight. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite games and one of her favorite games, and a game that you also like a lot, although you haven't spent nearly as many hours in it as we have. And that <laughs> yep. game is called... Fantasy Life. And it was composed by... Nobuo Oimatsu! <laughs> so we won't have to do all the attributions next time, we'll just be able to talk about the tracks. It's just like, Uematsu's good, let's move on. This game has a great soundtrack, everybody, and I hope you're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you've never heard the music from this game, you're in for a real treat. And once again, you can find Shukapau's own compositions at... Flat.io, as Lloyd Irving for Smash. All right, and actually... As seen here, I really want him to be in Smash. I'm actually also going to play my beloved son's newest composition, or one of his newest compositions, under the blooper reel for this episode, because it's a jaunty little tune, and it happens to also be my favorite thing so far that he's composed. (laughs) It's a really, really good track, you guys. And um, what's it called again? Antichronon Bass. 
This actually plays in the main enemy's sort of theme, kind of like the pig masks in Mother 3. Uh, they're sort of a cult that's trying to raise a world-destroying, like, void thing, I think it was called. And yeah, this plays in their base around the time you get the cyborg character, Charlie. Well, I played it for a few folks online, and I got some responses back. One person said it sounds a lot like Danny Elfman. Do you know who that is? Nope. He's the guy who composed uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh. That's the one you know. He also composed a lot of great other stuff, like the original Batman movie theme, Beetlejuice, I mean, I was kind of trying to make it creepy. And I said that probably your more direct influence uh, is Grant Kirkhope, because yep. it does sound a lot like his stuff. But Grant Kirkhope was also pretty heavily influenced by Danny Elfman. Um, a lot of video game composers were influenced by great film composers like Danny Elfman and John Williams and uh, Hans Zimmer, some other folks like that. You mentioned Lloyd Irving for Smash. Yep. I talked earlier about how Ryan has all the DS games and how Derek's favorite series is the Tales series. I said DS. I meant Tales. <laughs> when I was looking up great the victory games themes... When I was looking up Great Victory themes, one game kept popping up, and I decided that I was going to save this game for last. We're going to be closing out with a third Motoi Sakuraba track for the episode. Ooh. This game was also composed by Shinji Tamura and Motu Fujiwara. This is from Tales of the Abyss. I want this one. This is the victory theme. This was published by Namco Bandai in 2005 Ooh, for the PS2 3DS. and 3DS. Ooh, I, can, I could get that. I've heard good things about the 3DS version. So, maybe, put it on your wish list. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Alright, everyone. Until next time, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to very good music. You can put this in the blooper reel or whatever. <laughs> I was hoping you would say that again, but anyway, I guess I'm just carrying this, but it's my song, so that's cool. That <laughs> sounded really petulant, and I'm going to take it out. Or maybe put it in the blooper reel. Uh, what was it? Uh, I know what it is, but I can't exactly remember the, the name. <laughs> the, the good Konami Capcom. Anyway, and... Speaking um, of music pieces... Well, uh, go ahead. Okay, so... I was trying for a segue there. And once again, you can find Shoot Compa... <laughs>
<laughs> wow. Well, you really, uh, you really peaked there, man. I'm gonna have to cut that down. Okay. Because what is our number one rule, Shuka Pal? Everything is very good music. <laughs> Just a disclaimer. You know, I'm gonna ask you on every episode. It's kind of like our tagline and our um, rants about one particular topic. Well, yeah, I guess that's our calling card. But our tagline, our motto. What's a motto? I don't know. What's a motto with you? <laughs> oh wait, do you have the Earthbound theme in here? Um, no. Well, yeah, but that's pretty much it. It's pretty much just ambient sounds. From the I kind of thought about putting the level theme, the level up theme, in too. All right, all right, everybody. There's your Earthbound for the episode. Something you would like. Are you playing? I should know what that is. That's that Shadow Man. It's Top Man. Oh, it's Top Man. Yeah, Top Man was always my least favorite, <laughs> even though he has the most useful weapon. It's um, <laughs> it's actually my favorite uh, level theme yep. from Mega Man Three. Well, that was a pretty nice uh, arrangement there. Did you do that all by yourself? Uh, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Probably a little. Probably a little. Probably better than I could do, because I am way out of practice with composing. <laughs> okay. You just get struck by lightning, and then you're like, hey, I can make people cry now. <laughs> <laughs> and the lightning <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know why that struck me. That was good. <laughs> why it struck you. Oh, that was, oh, like lightning. Man, I see what I did there. Yeah, that was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, that last name, I keep almost messing it up, but then I, I, I pull it out right there at the end. Okay, that's the last time you can do that. 